gross. What did we see this week? We saw Summer, the Donna Summer musical. It was in previews, right? Deep, deep previews. Right, yeah. By deep, we mean shallow. Oh, yeah. I think deep previews would mean very close to opening. So shallow, shallow. Shallow, previews. very shallow previews. Early is probably the more correct term. <laughs> <laughs> Solar, tell us what this musical is about. So Summer tells the story of the one and only disco queen, Donna Summer. The show is narrated by three Donnas, Diva Donna, Disco Donna, and Duckling Donna. And we see moments of Donna's life from her childhood to shortly before her death through her eyes and through her music. That's right. Yeah. Great. Well, let's get into it. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you think? So I was initially kind of nervous when the director was coming out and being like, hey guys, this might be a train wreck, but I actually really liked it. And I don't like jokebox musicals. I think they had a hard time too, because there's a couple ways to do a jukebox musical. You saw Carol King, uh, Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. And that one seemed to be more... They would have other characters. Like, I mean, you can describe it a little better than I did because I didn't say it. <laughs> but this one was really just Donna's life. And I thought they pulled it off great. Like, how, how would you compare this to Beautiful? So there are basically a couple of types of jukebox musicals. There are ones that tell the life story of the person who wrote the music. And there are ones that are more like a concert. And there are ones that use someone's music to tell a different story that's unrelated to the artist's life. So an example of the last kind would be Escape to Margaritaville. Not from. To Margaritaville. Or Rock of Ages. Then you have, like on the other extreme, you have Beautiful, which tells Carol King's life story in a chronological way. I think the summer musical was a lot different in that it told the story of Donald's life, but it was in a series of moments, vignettes, as opposed to a chronological story. Yeah. The way that they told the story seemed like based on the order that they wanted to do the songs. We can get into some of the good things, and this is one of the things I really liked, was they had three women playing Donna in the different phases of her life. They had the older kind of diva Donna, They had the Disco Donna and then... Duckling Donna. Duckling Donna. Which was basic when she felt like she was an ugly duckling as a child. Yeah. And she went over to Germany and was, you know, young and finding her way in the world. And they all sang different songs at different points in the musical. And they were all... Can we just say that they were literally amazing? Unbelievably talented singers. I have not gone to a jukebox musical with such talented artists ever I think it was unbelievable I mean every time one of the Donnas opened their mouths my jaw dropped their voices were so good they sounded so much like Donna but also they you know had the Broadway sound it was so good they were so good and the three women that we saw in this were they were Lachance so Diva Donna just has one name like Cher and it's Lachance 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 she was in the color purple she was incredible. The first color purple, not the most recent one that was on Broadway. I like that she's a good enough singer. She can get away with just being Prince or the artist formerly known as LaShawn's. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. So She I'm, was unbelievably I'm good. I'm saying that unironically. <laughs> I am kind of obsessed with her now. Um, then there was also Ariana DeBose. She played Disco Donna. 
she was also she was such a good dancer oh she was great and her voice was also i would have liked for her to get a couple more songs because she was fantastic she was just great she was so good and then also storm lever she played duckling donna she had the purest gospel sound because she sang a lot of gospel yeah and it was it was very good so good so 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 good and oftentimes the other donnas would sing back up on the donna that was in the scene song and it gave it a really great quality it filled out the songs it it was very fantastic it was so good i think one of the other good things that i really liked was a lot of the rest of the ensemble were women they had i think six men in the cast maybe fewer maybe fewer who played a couple of the men who would sing a bit but all the other uh, men parts were played by women. Which uh, was awesome. Dressed as men in like 70s garb and mustaches. and it, Police costumes. Yeah. It was so good. It Apparently, was... as part of Donna's story, she witnessed a mugging that turned into a murder. Right. And so she has that happen and it scares her and she wants to leave Boston because of it. But they have a whole scene that's in the police station where she's explaining what happened to what is clearly a female ensemble member with a mustache and oh, a it's hilarious and a police officer costume. It was so good. I don't know what it was about it that made it so it like really worked. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it really worked because they did it the same thing, too, with the music executives. They were also played a lot of them by women, but dressed as men. Yeah, I thought it was also very telling of the time, too, in the sense that this was kind of one of my critiques in the sense that the second part was chronological. But then the first six or so scenes were out of order, which I thought was weird. And it could be that we saw it in previews. Like, yeah, it was unclear to me. Whether they were rearranging the show and that was why it could be a train wreck and things might not work. They also did not have an intermission. It is way too long of a show not to Uh, have an intermission. Needs to have an intermission, especially for these old folks who, you know, need to pee. Multiple people got up to go to the bathroom. In the middle of frying song. But that's not to say that they were bored or anything either, though, because there was a significant amount of audience dancing throughout the show people like bopping along in their seat throwing their arms up like yes but also the director when he came up to talk and said there was no intermission gave people one minute to all go to the bathroom he's like if you need to go to the bathroom go now we're starting in a minute i was like uh, okay it was a rough time if you had to pee but also why did you not pee before you came to the show but i also think they could fit an intermission in there well it's an over 100 minute show so it should have an intermission it And from a structural perspective, there are some very good points where they could do that. Like when she gives up her baby. When uh, she gives up her baby, meaning gives her baby to her parents. Right. To raise while she's touring the world as a disco queen. Yes. So they started with a concert, a lifetime was kind of a big opening number. And then they went into the studio for Love to Love You Baby, which I think was helpful in some of the other songs that came after that, because then they could call it back when she gives up her baby to her mother. Then they went to New York and doing cocaine and then her being like, oh, this isn't me. And then they did the flashback to the sisters and they show the family and they show her in church and then playing hooky and seeing this murder and then telling her family that she's going to Munich. And what? Munich is where she recorded Love to Love You Baby, which we've already seen. Right. It, I, it is jumbled in a weird way. I like them starting with the Lifetime, but I think they could have done that by and large chronologically. Maybe started with church, then saw her sisters, then her playing hooky, then her going to Munich and giving up the baby and then singing Love to Love You Baby 
and leaving at intermission with her being torn. This isn't me. This isn't the church girl that I was. And that would give you a good first half of her life. This is her being famous. A little bit of, oh, what's fame going to be with the cocaine in New York going in at intermission and then kind of seeing seeing what falls out from there. And then we get Bruce in the second act. Yeah, but I think the way that they did it made the show about Donna and not about the love story she has in her life. It kept it from being too fall in love romance plot. I think by jumping around and by showing the different relationships that she had in her life, but in vignettes, there's a scene where she's with her German boyfriend and she's gotten into a very physical domestic abuse type fight with him. Right. And it flashes out and you have the three Donnas singing a song together. And then you flash to her being in church as abuse victim as a child. And so basically what they do is they kind of explain Donna's relationship with men all at once, as opposed to having it be part of the narrative arc, which I thought was an interesting way to do it and kept it focused on Donna and her music. It focused not as much on her personal life so much as like her person, her development, her wants, her desires. I thought it was an interesting way to do it. And I actually liked it because I think that Beautiful, for example, like a huge part of the story arc is her falling in love and then ultimately getting divorced. And, you know, that is a big part of a person's life, but not every story has to be that. I agree. I think what it accomplished doing that was you could have a lot of those heavy topics. There's like a scene where she almost kills herself and then doesn't do it. But the musical still seems fun the whole time versus you building to that and being on an emotional roller coaster. And, you know, because Dear Evan Hansen's about suicide and you cry through a lot of it. It's very sad. Whereas this kept it fun and dancing while her also being like, I had a hard life and I made a bunch of tough choices, but I'm glad I made them to be a mother and things like that. So it kept a positive arc message, which I think is a, a storytelling choice that they made. Right. And they do break the fourth wall. That is one of the ways yeah. that they tell the story. So each of the Donna's narrates to the audience and basically is like, this is what was happening in my life. There's definitely an element of that, which is also different than a lot of shows that we seen lately it was very uplifting and fun the whole time and it didn't bring me too down during those down times but you still felt it yeah you still felt it but i personally think if they reorganized it and you want to have someone on a little bit more of an emotional roller coaster and be like wow she really had a hard life what is she going to do how is she going to get out of this you could restructure it and put a little gravity into those situations which is just more my personal preference i like I like yeah, going from highs to lows. Yeah, but then you don't have the three Donnas interwoven throughout the whole show, like the alternating and fun. Well, because otherwise what happens is the, right. the duckling Donna has the first third of the show, then Diva Donna has the second That's third of the true. show. And I think they really wanted Diva Donna to have the overarching narrator position yeah. and then have everyone have songs in between and keep it. It's just a choice. It's an interesting choice because they didn't do this is Duckling Donna's portion of the show. This is Diva Donna's portion of the show. It actually is easier to accept them all as Donna in a way because you're seeing them mixed together that way. Yeah, that's the trade off you make. I'm OK with it. I, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it made it different. Um, can we talk about the choreography? Yeah, let's talk about the choreography. I 
just I think that the choreographer for this show was unbelievably talented such good choreography it was done by Sergio Trujillo I think he gave an interview with maybe broadway.com or broadway world but the choreography was very similar to some of her music videos I heard or was inspired by it oh that's fun I am telling you it was so engaging and fun and beautifully choreographed the costuming was also really ridiculous so so beautiful the costume design was done by paul tazewell paul you did a great job the disco costumes the glitter oh the dance number (laughs) for hot stuff was amazing and the costuming was equally amazing they were all in these glittery white disco outfits That stuff was amazing and it made me want another one of those earlier because they had it at the end and it was just like the beginning the number though also was also really yeah the beginning disco. number was very disco but I-, I wanted another one in the middle I really did like some of the choreography they did too with the car people were dancing in the car they were dancing in front of the car that whole car scene was great where she <laughs> learns to drive and then like <laughs> Bruce the guy she ends up marrying follows her and they have this like sweet moment in the rain that whole section I really loved too and and the choreography was great during so that. So good. It was so good. I also love the choreography for Works Hard for the Money. Yeah. Like with the briefcases and oh, the suits. Works Hard for the Money was great. Dance. Too. Oh, so good. So, so, so good. I also, going into it, nerded out a little bit because <laughs> she was the queen of disco and that she wanted to distance herself from this, knowing a little bit of the history behind what happened with disco in the United States. And there was this divide when rock and roll came onto the scene where. Either you're a disco person or a rock and roll person, and a lot of the United States moved towards the rock and roll spectrum, and she kind of had this change where she became a little bit more of a pop R&B singer, and a lot of her later stuff became in that genre. But also, some of the songs were by Giorgio Mordover, and he is on the Daft Punk album. As He's just got this song where he talks, and it's fabulous. My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. I was nerding out in the audience too, being like, ah, he's in it. Oh, there he is, like in the scene. Obviously played by a woman, which was hilarious. (laughs) Amazing. I was a little annoyed as a nerd who likes synthesizers, how much they liked um, explained synthesizers to the audience. Well, not actually like... Some people uh, don't know a lot about synthesizers. I know know you have a hard uh, time believing that, Mike, but like not everybody has 50 synthesizers in their one bedroom New York apartment. Five synthesizers. Five. Yeah, exactly. Five (laughs) synthesizers. Does that sound any better than 50? Mm, Not really. I might be getting another one. No! I'm not allowed to go on any more business trips because every time I come back, Mike acquires a new piece of music equipment. Yep. Wherever Larkin was sitting, I just put a a new piece of music equipment there. I was like, oh, there's space here now. Oh, that's where she would sit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, Mike, I think overall we've identified a lot of things that we really liked about the musical. Yeah, we hit on a couple of things. We hit on a couple of things I think we didn't like, right? Yeah. But like, so. They were more tweaky. What Um, are some of the other tweaks that we would say? I would rearrange the scenes a little bit. That is one of the things, but I would do it in a minor way where you still get to have the different Donnas going in and out. I would have liked a little more callback into some of the stuff when she sees the murder and she's like, they're going to find me. See, she goes to Munich. So 
I get that, but also tie up that loose end. What happened to those people? Just give up on her? Did they not find her? Did she ever get threatened? Whoa, you just saw a murder. All right, let's forget about that. Disco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this kind of ties into that. I think my biggest criticism is that the book is very cheesy. Sometimes trivializes things a little bit. Part of it is, you know, they want to keep the show light and happy and dancy and fun, but it results in some super, super cheesy lines. So apparently Donna became a painter at some point. Oh, and the like, painting scene the, was the worst. Each of her kids goes off to college and as they do it, Donna paints another ugly painting. That was sort of the series of the scene and it was weird, ugly painting. One shows up on the wall. Weird, ugly painting. Two shows up on the wall. Weird, ugly painting. Three. As each kid goes to college and they were really weird, ugly, but they didn't really explain that she was painting them that clearly. She was a painter. She didn't win a lot of awards for it. Because she wasn't very good at it. I feel like a lot of it was, oh, she's a famous singer who also paints and people are like, I have Donna Summer's album and one of her stupid paintings. Like weird faces. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I. that seems like someone from her family being like, you have to mention the painting so we can sell more of these dumb paintings we have sitting around our house. Um, the, yeah, yeah, that was like, those were my big... It was a fine thing for her to do while her kids went off to college and was a good way to like speed through time by saying there's a whole period of this life where she was just a mom. A mom and painter. Oh, one of the things I really did like, this was another one of the transitions of her from obviously disco to a little more R&B, was the stomp out cancer song. She finds out she has cancer and all of her kids do this dance where they're clapping on their knees saying like, stomp it out. I love that. I had not heard that song before, but it was very fun. And I think a lot of what encapsulates this musical, which is very heavy stuff where someone gets cancer and she tells her family but the hope and the, hey, we can fight this attitude was very uplifting. I liked it a lot. I liked that approach to things, which seems like an underlying thread of the musical. Yeah. The last two to three numbers of the show, without really encouraging it, the entire audience was standing and dancing and yeah. just jamming out. Because you it was. It was just a truly uplifting, awesome, fun show. Cheesy book amazing music amazing performances amazing dancing amazing singing i would say song wise it was backloaded they basically did hot stuff as the closing number and then had an encore with last dance But Which, it wasn't, though. It wasn't an encore. No, the show it, was still it going. It was part of it. It's so hard because I liked the way they ended it. Stamp Your Feet, Friends Unknown, which I forget that song, Hot Stuff, Last Dance. Those four songs were just dynamite energy. So good. In terms of the end of the show. but And that's the hard thing in terms of, I really think there should be an intermission. Where do you place it? Super interesting. It was really just, I loved it. Yeah. I, I did. I did. I loved it. Two more things that I liked. I liked the meet cute that they did with Bruce. She's in the studio. She's on drugs and wants to sing all night. And they don't have the singer there. And Bruce is like, I'll sing the guy's part. I really liked that. It was very fun and sweet. And they also set him up as this guy who was in another relationship. I liked it while it also was... And then they brought him back later. Yeah, it was subtle and it was in the background. And he was like a husband and he didn't overpower the show, which I think was 
was great because she sang most of the songs which the three donnas the sang. three donnas did and i was of the mindset of oh i would have been okay being some of the other characters in her life her mother her I father totally her sisters disagree. that was my initial impression i'm just telling yeah, you that yeah. was that's how i thought and then in hindsight i actually very much like the choice that even the very important people in her life were in the background a little bit a little bit in the background but that's like because it's about thing. the diva yeah, it's so it's and great. like also when you have three powerhouses like they do in the show you need to oh, use them definitely i agree with everything they did oh so good they were so good yeah i just wanted like we need the soundtrack for this because it's gonna be awesome I really enjoyed the show and I would 100% go again. I kind of am interested to see what changes as um, time goes on. Because I kind of wonder whether what we saw will never be replicated again. Yeah. And maybe we'll do a catch up episode if we happen to win the lottery to see it after previews. Because I feel like this show is going to hopefully gets really popular. I don't know. That's the interesting thing about beautiful is going pretty well. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Jesse Mueller was in the original cast, and she's now done two other shows since then. I do think there's a lot of people in that generation who grew up with her who will see the show. A lot of the people who came were super excited. You could tell they loved her music. They were Donna fans. Right, they were Donna fans. And that's the interesting thing in terms of disco dying and rock and roll taking over is... All the people who love disco who either move to rock and roll reluctantly or are looking back on their life and being like, you know what? I really did like that. those disco songs. I don't care. Who knows? <laughs> so I hope it's going to have a great run because it was fabulous. For a jukebox musical yeah. too. Just like really, really a very, very, very good jukebox the musical. The whole cast did great. So Larkin, what about uh, Breakout Star? So we had a really hard time deciding who was going to be our breakout star. And then we actually looked at it. The and, program. And, and we it's said, like, and we realized that. Storm Lever, the person who played Duckling Donna, it's her Broadway debut. So she held it up there with LaShans, who has won a Tony. And I think she had an incredible performance. She captured so much of the budding diva and the sweet, innocent Duckling Donna. The song that she sings after it's revealed that Donna was abused as a young woman. Her song was so passionate and beautiful and her voice got chills. Oh, she was fantastic. So, and hopefully we can get a clip of that. We might have a clip. Oh, promises are made to be broken. That's all I learned from loving you and oh. When you opened up your love to me, you opened up Pandora's box. Storm Lever, you're our breakout star. And we love you. We love you. We love you. We hope you get a Tony nom. You should. They all three should. They should all three get Tony noms. All right. So what's the Broadway revisical? This is the Broadway revisical of Summer, the Donna Summer musical. Summer is the queen of disco jukebox musicals with an incredible cast of singers, fabulous outfits, and music that makes you want to get up and dance. This musical works hard for your money and is the hot stuff you need this summer 3.75 jazz hands yeah the the three donnas mm. i'm not very forgiving of not having the intermission because i think they could have figured that out i think they need it they need it with the demographic that this show hits <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry your audience demographic needs an intermission they need a pee break also i wanted to drink more it was great <laughs>
I All feel right. like I say that on every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks a lot. This has been the Broadway Reviewsical. Please check us out, rate us, and subscribe on iTunes or on Google Play as well. And follow us on Instagram at Reviewsical on Instagram, right? And Twitter. We gotta we gotta work on our. Follow Twitter. us on Twitter at Reviewsical. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. And if you want to give us comp tickets to your show, we're gonna do some off Broadway stuff later this summer. So woo! Yeah, we all would right. love to see it. All right, uh, that's all. I'm Mike. And I'm Larkin. And goodbye. New York City, the shows are up. Which ones are good and which ones are not?